Hey friends, thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. This is your girl, Kristen Denise, also known as KD, and I am so grateful that you are joining us on our self-care journey. I want to ask you to remember to make sure that you subscribe so that you're always aware of a new conversation that drops, that you rate us because we want to know how we're doing. Give us five stars. And that you leave a review so that other people can know what we're talking about and know why they should join in on the conversation. Thank you so much for your help. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hey friends, it is your girl Kristen Denise, also known as KD, here with another episode of the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. Um, I'm not sure the episode number, and so I'm not going to even try, but yay for another episode. We are coming to you a little late Monday evening, um, and I, you know, off rip, it's going to be a replay. The the majority of the meat of this episode is going to be a replay from an episode from earlier this year. Um, I'll get into why I choose to replay that episode in a moment. Um, I'm going to give you a couple quick updates right now. We are over 34,000 downloads. Thank you, guys. You are utterly amazing. I really appreciate you continuing to share, to listen, to hang in. Um, everybody who leaves comments, who does give the five stars, who does do a like on Spotify, like, it means so much. I, I do go probably about once, maybe once a month, once every other month. I'll go and read to see if there are new comments. And the comments really, really bless me. And they encourage me to keep going on days where it's a little bit more hard to keep going. So thank you so much. Uh, Transparency moment. This season has been really challenging with my seasonal depression, with my anxiety, um, with life. I've spent a lot of time in bed. I've spent more time than I care to crying. Um, I've given myself a lot of grace because I deserve grace in this season. I know that this is a challenging season. For me, and so I don't have to pretend like it's not. Still knocking out all A's in grad school, still getting my work done, still working on my special projects, just moving at a much, 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 much slower pace. And I'm not really able to add new things to my plate, but focusing on the things that are present and how I want to move forward um, is, is where I am. So... Uh, that's like a little update, a personal fun update, right? Cause it doesn't all have to be dark and heavy. I finally put things up on my wall, like for real, put them up, not just the one or two things that I'd had up since I've pretty much moved in. I, I unpacked the box. I put up all of my pictures, all of my encouraging words. It instantly changed the feel of my space and made it feel so much more like home which I obviously want my space to feel like home. It felt really good. So I walk into my kitchen, or not my kitchen, Um, what is this? My dining room <laughs> this morning and see these reminders of all these positive words on a day when I just wasn't feeling that great physically or in, you know, mentally, emotionally. But to be reminded that, you know, these are the good old days and like to be thankful and to remember to be awesome and all of these things that I have. Um, so that felt amazing. It feels really good to see me expressed in my home in this way because I love words and I love art and I love having things up as a reminder. And now they're up. I unpacked that box. Glory to the Lord. Um, so I've been really excited about that. 
Um, I have maintained having two conversations a day with people. They're not all verbal. Some are text message connections, but I I have been talking to my mommy every day and then some other friends. Um, So I'm doing my best to manage in this season with what is on my plate um, while understanding that this year is even more challenging than normal just because of all of the additional constraints that we are faced with or that I am faced with because everybody ain't out here living the same way um, because of the pandemic. So I did do some fall decorating. I, I have already purchased things to decorate for Christmas, which is like major for me. I don't decorate for Christmas, typically before Thanksgiving. I might I might do it a little bit earlier this week. I had to go down to a place we have in Atlanta called Atlantic Station to pick up something I ordered from a store. And I saw they had their Christmas tree up in their park called Central Park. And it made me simultaneously really happy and really sad. Normally, a big part of my year every year is going to the tree lighting at Atlantic Station. It's kind of one of the things I do as a mood booster in the fall. Who ain't going to be at no tree lighting this year? It's me. Why? Because we're in the middle of a pandemic. People don't wear masks. People don't understand social distancing. So it's not safe if they are even still having the tree lighting. It's not safe to go. But I was excited to see the tree. And it's giant. And it's beautiful. And I might go down there and take some pictures at some point. Like in the middle of the day when other people are not out. Um, because sis needs space. Um, but, you know... It did get encourage me to go and buy some things of my own so that when I, I decorate my space for Christmas, you know, I'm ready. So I bought like Christmas lights to just hang in other places. My tree is a artificial pre-lit tree because that's what I wanted. Um, but I bought some ornaments that were just cute and made me think of special things. I bought a Black Panther ornament. He's so cute. Um, rest in peace, Chadwick, Chadwick Bozeman. Um, I bought some signage, some stuff to hang outside. I'm trying to, you know, get into a good mood, a good place when it comes to this holiday as good as I can. Right. Um, I'm putting forth grand effort on my end to have the joy that I want because we can do that. I can, I can go after joy even while experiencing deep sadness. So that, that is that on that, um, the replay that I am going to add to this episode is the replay of bet on yourself. Um, what I have been reminded of most in this season is that the risks that I take, even in 2020 to get what I want out of life have panned out and they've panned out honestly, really beautifully in ways that I just could not have imagined on the front end. Now the bet on yourself episode, I want to say was like the second episode of the new year. Um, so you're about January before the world came to a crashing halt. <laughs> and when I listen, before I do pick a replay, I'll re-listen to the episode to make sure it really fits what I'm trying to say or what I'm trying to give the folk. So in listening to it, I'm like, wow, there are so many big, beautiful, amazing things that I've done this year that were me taking a bet on myself that, you know, are a reminder that that is the best investment I can make. Um, one example would be grad school. Like I said, that episode played in January. I was maybe just starting to look at the program at Georgia State. I applied on the, the deadline day is when I applied. I applied on March 1st is when I submitted my application, you know, in the middle of the, those early stages of shutdown. I um, got my acceptance letter. 
And then I was like, okay, great. I'm in school, but I can't go unless somebody else pays for it. And I reached out, like, what opportunities do you have? Because I need somebody else to pay for this. I've gotten everything I've wanted and then some. I had a wonderful graduate assistantship over the summer that, yes, paid for summer classes and paid me mightily well, if I do say so myself. Um, Amen. (laughs) And um, really great experience and got to meet new people, learn new tools. Then I saw the email about the graduate research assistantship and I didn't meet all the qualifications on paper, but I bet on myself and I addressed that in my cover letter. Like of all the things you list, I have most of them and this is why you should pick me and what I don't have, I'm willing to learn and I promise you, you won't be disappointed. I was selected for the graduate research assistantship. I've got consistent positive feedback from my graduate research assistantship professor, um, who's an, just an amazing woman, an amazing researcher. I'm getting opportunities to do things that I never even considered. And it's given me even greater clarity on what I want to do moving forward. I bet on myself. And it is paying off in ways that I could not have previously imagined. And so I want to, um, it's a reminder to me that the year is not over. There's still about six weeks left in 2020. And Each one of those six weeks, I'm going to take a step in the direction of my goals and dreams. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to do what others say can't be done. Um, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to do my best to make it happen. And I'm going to watch the fruits of my labor walk me into 2021 and to set me up to continue to win, even if the world is not winning at the time. Because you can thrive in the middle of all this madness. I'm still an honor student. I'm still graduating in the spring. I'm still deeply loved. I still have healthy, positive relationships. I've been fortunate to build some new relationships. Um, And even while things are challenging, I have the ability to still see the beauty. That's a win. And that is what betting on yourself gets you. And so we're going to do the replay of bet on yourself. Enjoy it. Take notes. Not about a plan. How are you? What's at least the one big thing that you're going to do to bet on yourself before 2020 is over and that your 2021 self will thank you for? So going to go ahead and add that in now. I love you so much, friends. Make it an amazing week. Sending you good vibes and tons of love. Good morning, friends. Well, at least it's morning for me. This is your girl, Kristen Denise, also known as KD. And we are here with episode three of the new year, episode 22 in general of the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. And I'm actually super excited about this one. Um, One, because it took me a long time to figure out what to talk about. But once I figured it out, this is hype about it so yay before we jump into today's topic a couple of quick updates you all just keep making my heart sore so last week now is the um highest rated week of the black girls guide to self-care we had the most listens in a single week y'all are out here sharing and listening and maybe listening again and for that i say thank you so much keep sharing Keep listening. Let's get as many people as we can on this self-care train so that they can be out here honestly living their best and healthiest life. 
Um, I really appreciate y'all for that. It makes my heart, it really like makes my heart sore when I look at the analytics, the nerd in me. Um, my degree even has a, a portion that deals with quantitative analysis. So then that part of me is like, yay, over the moon, super excited. I love it. Um, so that's one thing. Thank you guys so much. Routine success, episode one of the new year, episode 20 in general. Y'all like that episode. It is the fastest um, listen to episode in podcast history. Like it's literally already the number two most listened to episode of all the episodes that I've dropped previously. So of the 21 episodes, it, it already has made it to number two and actually might overtake and become number one. I am glad that routine success has resonated with you guys. Hopefully you are getting into some good routines um, because that one has grown so fast and y'all seem to like it so much. I thought I would share some of my successes that I've had with routine success. One is I've had so much more time for self-care because I've thrown these routines in my life. So really quickly, I I didn't do the thing with the clothes. I'm still not there with the clothes. I have tons and tons of clothes. I'm still getting dressed based on how I feel. I'm not picking a couple outfits at the beginning of the week. I'm laying in bed, visualizing my closet and picking out what I want to wear. Ooh, excuse me. They're getting up and wearing it. So I haven't done it there. Where I have done routine really, really well over the last couple of weeks is uh with eating with food i have had food at home i'm not eating the same thing every day but i have options usually between two things and it's been working i can eat my breakfast and go out i have saved so much money i am certain um because on average probably every day i spend four to five dollars going out to eat breakfast but since that episode and feeling conviction in particular around my food routines I think I've only purchased breakfast once and it's because I was running late somewhere and I was really trying to get there in a timely fashion no twice I've done it twice I was running late to therapy one day and I was trying to go spend a little bit of time with my goddaughter before her morning nap one day so both of those days I purchased breakfast but out of what's today the 19th so out of maybe 15 days of doing this, I've only purchased breakfast twice instead of 15 times, which is what my normal would have been. Um, I definitely count that as a win. Lunch. I've eaten lunch at home. It's been food. I've been using my kitchen. My kitchen don't even know what to do with itself. I've used my oven. I've used my stovetop. I've used my crock pot. Made some yummy goodness. Um, and so I've been eating mostly breakfast and dinner at home. I think I've purchased lunch like once or twice just because I had a taste for something in particular, like for real. And I was like in a position to go and grab it really quickly. So I didn't spend a lot of time even then contemplating and thinking about like, what do I want to eat? What do I want to eat? I knew what I wanted to eat and I went and got it. And I'll say the same thing for dinner. It's maybe been once or twice that I've been like, okay, I have a taste for something very particular and I went and got it. So out of the last 15 days, out of what would have been 45 meals, I've purchased maybe six or seven instead of 45. I am proud of me. Hear me when I say I, the kid is excited because that is exponential growth for me. Um, so I've saved money. Yes and amen. I have, <laughs> have 
um, got back to something I actually enjoy, which is cooking. I enjoy cooking. I just don't know how to cook small and I didn't really want leftovers, but the leftovers haven't killed me. And it's actually made my days easier because I was like, oh, I can just go home and eat. And that has actually felt really, really good. So that's two, three. The kid done lost a little weight in doing that. Yes and amen. Wasn't my goal, but I appreciate it. It wasn't my goal for that, but I definitely appreciate it. Uh, Also, eating at home has given me more time, like I said, to focus on self-care in general. Like I've been doing a ton of reading. I've been able to relax when I got home from work and didn't have to worry about leaving my house again because I have food at home. Excuse me. Um, and I was gonna say one more thing. Oh, I've gotten back to exercising pretty much daily. I've been going for evening walks and the weather has been great. So it's felt really good outside to go for walks in the evening. And, um, I've been thankful. Now it looks like the weather is about to go on ahead and actually act like it wants to be wintertime and get cold. I'm a little sad about it. Um, because that means them evening walks going to be a no-go because I, I ain't trying to be cold for no reason, which means on, so that's sad on one side because I really enjoyed the walks. Flip side, I think this will help me get back into going in, into the evening dance classes at the gym, the Zumba classes. I love Zumba. It brings me a lot of joy and I think I want to go back and start doing it again. So there's that. Yay. That's my routine success update. Uh, my morning routine has actually been really good. It's kept me. <coughs> um, I lost my assistant at work. She's like alive. She's just no longer my assistant. I realize how I said that. Um, so it's been me by myself and we've had new students come in and just all kinds of stuff. And I can say I have still been able to maintain my chill. Like I've still been very calm and like very peaceful. And I think a lot of that has to do with how I go into my day. Um, My night routine, I've been dealing with my insomnia, so my night routine isn't perfect. I haven't been able to get in the bed and go to bed. Probably why I'm doing all this yawning. Um, But I've enjoyed myself. Like, I'm still considering my insomnia has been in play. Um, I'm actually really grateful that these other things are happening because I've been able to still be pretty easeful, still be very peaceful, like to really enjoy myself. I'm not fussing. I don't feel overwhelmed in those things. And that feels amazing. So routine success is working for me. I would love if you shared how routine success is working for you. You can send me a DM, um, hit your girl up with a note, tag me in a post on the gram. I would love to hear about how routine success is making your 2020 a better year. Yay. So, boom, routine success. Now we're going to get into today's episode. Woo, woo. Today's episode is bet on yourself. Okay? Bet on yourself. What do I mean when I say bet on yourself? Well, one, I hopefully, I really think you already know. But in the event that you don't know, if you've got to take a chance, if you have a great idea, if there's something new you want to try and you're not sure how it's going to go, take a chance. And believe that you have what you need to get it done. If you don't have what you need to get it done, you have what you need to learn what you need to learn to get it done. Bet on yourself. Believe in yourself. Not, and when I say believe in yourself, let me be very, very clear. I'm not saying it's a skill. Perfect example. I love singing. I love singing. 
hear me, I love singing. Also hear me, I am a terrible vocalist, okay? So taking a, a bet on myself is not auditioning for, you know, American Idol or uh, America's Got Talent or a solo at church or the church praise team. That ain't my gift. That's not where I shine. That's not where I excel. While I love singing, singing brings me so much joy. I run around my house singing all day. Last night, I was killing it. Hear me? I was getting ready to go hang out with my friends, and I put on, uh, what did I put on? I was playing Missy's Icon, Icon, Iconology? I can't talk. Um, killing it. Rapping, singing, having a grand time. No one needs to hear that, though. No one needs to hear how I sounded at all. Me trying to go somewhere and sing publicly outside of karaoke for fun, it's not going to be a good look. I promise. That ain't a good way to take a bet on myself. Flip side. Program design and development. Leading young people. Motivational speaking. Coaching. Teaching. Those things. Those things I was born to do. That's where my skill set lies. And I mean, it's about, and that's where I excel. Like the kid takes it to a whole new level when I get to do those things. So when opportunities come up for me to do those things or things adjacent to that, or sometimes even when opportunities don't exist, but I can see a potential opportunity in that way and in that place, do you know what I do? I bet on myself. I try. I advocate for a chance to get in front of the people I need to get in front of, to let them know that this person that's standing in front of you, i.e. me, is the best person for the job. Let me show you what I can do. Let me prove to you that this is not a bad decision. I promise you, if you bet on me, you won't regret it. And you won't regret it because I bet on myself. I bet on myself in the areas where I know beyond a shadow of a doubt like I said, I either already have what it takes. I've done this. I've got experience in this. I could rock this. Or I bet on myself in areas where I know I can acquire the skills quickly. I bet on myself by learning the new skills that I know that I don't have to, to level them up to get to where I want to be. That's one um, episode, I think it's three comes into play. Invest in your learning. Oh, no, I think that's episode four. Invest in your learning. One of the reasons I invest in my learning so much is because I'm trying to acquire skills. I'm, I want to read the books. I want to do what I need to do to better prepare me for the next opportunity that I want to take. I have goals. I have some things that are on my life goals list that I've wanted to do that I've been wanting to do for some time. And I've got to prepare myself to do them. And one of the ways I prepare myself is by investing in my learning and after I've made the investment in my learning, after I have gotten the skills or at least some more of the skills that I need to go or a direction in which to go to get to the next place, boom, I invest in myself. I mean, I bet on myself. <laughs> Look, well, I do both. Right. So that first statement is untrue. I invest in myself so that I feel confident in betting on myself when I need to. And I promise you, let me be very real with you. I knock it out of the park, even in small things. So I'll give a very small example of investing in myself, right? 
I, I'm a girly girl. I give me dresses and skirts and purple and pink and nails and, and all of this to paint, my, you know, all that. I'm a girly girl. I want to do tea parties and big hats and get dressed up and wear high heels and all of that. So as I've been a girly girl pretty much my entire life, ask my mama, I have never been into makeup. I had never, ever, ever been into makeup. So when most girls are learning how to apply makeup and maybe high school or college, I'm out here barefaced with chapstick on, living a good life. I did go through a phase of the dark liner with the clear gloss. <laughs> hey, 90s babies. Hey, early 2000s. Um, but that's about the most you were going to get out of me. Foundation, didn't know where to, what, how to find one, what to do with it. My skin was fine enough. Like makeup was not my jam. Then something sweet, like a, a switch flipped or whatever. And I was like, I could do this thing. I could try this. And I was horrible at it. Right? I was horrible at applying makeup because I had never tried to apply makeup for real. I was, and I was in my 30s. Um, I eventually found a foundation that I liked and I will wear that. And so then, you know, what foundation does is just kind of evens you out. But you can look real washed out if you have all this foundation on it. Not even a lot, but if you have this very smooth, washed out type of evened out face. I won't say washed out. You have this evened out face and you don't have anything else on it. So I was like, okay, you got to learn, Kristen. You got to try some things. So I started playing with eyeshadow. Horrible at first. Got better. Then it was like, I'm going to learn how to line my eyes. I'm a person who, if something even looks like it's coming towards my eyes, my eyes instantly start to water. If you're putting makeup on, the last thing you want is watery eyes, right? Right. But I learned how to apply eyeliner, mascara. I started getting into my little blending colors. I started buying more expensive makeup because I liked it. And I wanted to try more. I bought cute brushes. Like, I grew and grew and grew and grew and elevated in this space. Uh, to now, I could do a full face in 15 minutes. And people are like, oh, okay, I see you. Prime example, went out last night again. I, don't, I still don't wear makeup all the time, but when I want it, when I wear it, I want to be able to do it at a, a high skill level and I don't want to have to pay for it. I know people who pay to get their makeup done for everything. That ain't in my budget and I don't even want to do that. Um, and you can't always make it happen, right? But I, we were going out last night. I wanted to be cute, like try face. I bought all these. I'm obsessed with Fenty Beauty right now. So I bought all these Fenty Beauty products and I'm going to use them. Hear me? I'm going to use them. And that's what I did. I went in that bathroom and I did my little 15 minute fast face. That's a fast face for me. Um, that's actually a normal face. I really ain't going to spend much more than about 15 minutes on makeup. Put on my foundation, mascara trying different things with the colors and blending because I'm grown now and I can do new things. Eyeliner, Fenty mascara, my lip bar lipstick with my Fenty gloss on top. I felt so beautiful. Like, I felt so good. Like, extra good. Hear me? And it paid off by the end of the night. One of my, my friends, she's like, hey, your makeup looks really, really pretty. It about made me cry. Why? Because I remember a time when I could not do makeup. I remember a time where I would have to pay somebody if I wanted makeup on my face. And if I couldn't get it done, I wasn't going to wear it. But now if I can't get the makeup done, if I have a special event and I might try to go to like one of those little quick kiosks real quick to get makeup done or, you know, because I don't want to necessarily call a friend and, you know, do all that extra or whatever. 
And I, if they can't do it, it don't mean I got to go out here barefaced. I know enough now to get it done myself. I can invest in myself and bet on myself. And that small, seemingly small thing. But what it does is it builds your confidence, right? Makeup ain't going to make or break my day. It ain't going to change my world. Uh, at least I don't think it is. God might have something else in store for me that I don't know about yet. But I don't think makeup is going to make or break my day. It did make me feel good, though. And it reminded me that when I apply myself, when I really attempt to learn how to do something, when I practice, I get good at it. There is nothing I can honestly think of in my life um, outside of singing where when I actually apply, when I made a decision, I applied myself, I practiced and I invested the effort in learning something new that I didn't come out on top. I had the highest scores on my driver's training class when I was learning how to drive. Like, I'm going to come out on top if I do it. And all of that is confidence boosting. You're going to then go and try new things. You're going to then go and say, hey, I would like to do this. I, have you considered having this at your workshop? Have you considered having a speaker come in and talk about this? I did a workshop for teachers at the beginning of the year, not because the principal needed a workshop, but because I told her this is what I do. This is where I excel. And this is how I could benefit your staff. Can I do that? Absolutely. At work, I've implemented new things. This is how I feel. This is where I can add value. This is what I do. Can I do that? Yes. When you walk into a room, typically, now there are, there are outlying factors why somebody might not want to let you shine. And that's, that's fine. Don't give them that kind of control. You say, you can't stop me from shining in general. You might be able to try to dim my light here because you're in a position of power, but you can't just turn off my light. I'm going to take it somewhere else where it's still going to shine with or without you. You miss out, not me. Your no is just my yes somewhere else because you're going to encounter that. But typically speaking, when you seek out these opportunities, when you say, this is what I have to offer the world. Uh, we talked about this in the imposter syndrome episode, like go through and really sit down and list your skills and where you excel and how you shine and what you can do. Um, because it gives you more confidence when you walk into a space. And when people start asking you those questions, you're not stuttering through trying to figure out the answer. You already know. What are you good at? I'm great at creativity. I'm great at figuring out easy and simple ways to overcome hurdles. I'm great at incorporating technology into learning. I'm great at helping children reframe the way they view themselves and adults because adults need it too. Sometimes I'm great at, I am skilled at curriculum design. I'm skilled at program development. Give me your idea. I will put it into actionable steps. The kid shines at that. Tell me your final goal, what you want to accomplish. I can help you figure out how we can get there. This is where I make magic happen. You want to see black girl magic? Let me do this. You'll, I'll be sprinkling magic all throughout your little day. Watch me work. And I'm going to work. I bet on myself because I know I'm going to do the work. I'm going to get it done. And I'm going to get it done well. Right? It might not be excellent yet, but I'm going to get it done well. You won't know that it's not excellent. You will still be pleased. You will still be like, man, that girl really does work. Every single time. Every single time. So what is that for you? What are the things that you do well? 
Where are the places that you're like, no, give me a chance to do that. Yours might actually be singing. That's just not my ministry. Um, is it people development? Is it child development? Is it marketing? Is it public speaking? Is it leadership? Um, there was a post in a group I'm in and one girl, you know, it was like, what are you trying to manifest? And one girl was like, I am, um, you know, they fired my boss and I'm not going to wait for them to ask me to fill his position. I'm going to go and tell them I am suited for this role and I will do well. She bet on herself. At work, I want a new role. I want a role that actually doesn't exist at my job, but a role I, I know they need. And it's a role, I, when I tell you it's a role I am built for, it is a role I am super well suited for. I'm pushing for it. I'm advocate. I'm having meetings. I'm writing up ideas. I am rocking and rolling in this because I believe I'm worth it. I believe I'm worth taking a bet on. If I'm a bet on anything and anybody, I'm a bet on me. Because betting on me is what's going to position me to live the life I want to live. Where can you bet on yourself? Where can taking a chance in an area you, you want to continue to shine in, you want to continue to grow in, you want to just show this is where I make magic happen. Where can you plant a seed this week? Where can you send out a letter to say, hey, this is a skill I have. Can I speak at your event? Hey, this conference looks interesting. Can I set up a vendor table? Hey, I'm going to sit down and write my thoughts out on this because I do really well at this and people need to hear how to do this and they can hear it from me. Hey, I'm going to host a webinar on this because I'm good at it. Hey, I'm a lobby to teach a class because I'm good at it. I teach, I, I partner with um, an organization in Georgia, the Georgia Center for Nonprofits, and I teach two classes and a particular certificate program. I didn't get that because they were like, oh, Kristen, let, who we don't know for real at the time, let me come and, and find you and offer this to you. I got it because I was taking a class. I was really enamored with our instructor of the class. She's a beast. I think I talked about her here before. She's a beast at what she does. She's somebody who knows what she does well and she does it. Hear me. She does it every time. So I said, hey, will you mentor me? That was better than myself. When you're asking somebody to mentor you, you're asking them to invest in you. And you better know that you're good soil. And I know that I'm good soil. So I said, hey, will you mentor me? Can we like talk through how we could work together? You've done this, this, and this. These are things I'm interested in and I want to learn from you. She said yes. All she could do was say yes or no, right? I took a bet on myself. I put myself out there in the middle of the class and, and I was performing well in the class, right? And it's not a graded thing, but I participated. I gave feedback. I asked questions even when I was wrong or confused. I was very upfront and honest about it. That makes me somebody people are okay with investing in. Bet. Then in that, I said, hey, I don't need this to be a one-way relationship. There's evidently a lot I have to learn from you, but here are the things I'm interested in doing. Here are the things I know how to do. If you can use any of these skills, let me know, and I will invest that back in you. I can bet on myself. You might be the expert, but I'm still good. And and she said, cool. You want to help us? We, we want to redesign this particular course in our program series. You want to help us redesign it? Because it's a role you're in. Yup, I sure do. I surely do. Boom. Sat in a meeting, helped with the redesign. This is kind of how it should go. High level overview. 
in that meeting, I said, hey, if you need somebody to teach any of this or all of this, let me know. I'm interested. That meeting took place, I want to say, in probably October, September, October of 2018. I got an email at the end of February in 2019. Hey, we're about to put this course online. Do you want to teach any of it? Are you interested in coming in and teaching any of these pieces you helped us redesign? Yes, I am. I sure am. I am ready. Have I taught at this level before? Nope. But do I know that I can teach? Yep. When I said yes to that, I had never done what they were asking me to do before. Ever. But what I had done is design program. What I had done is served in that role. What I had done was asked a lot of questions while I was in that role and knew what I would have wanted to help me be better. What I have done is design curriculum, mostly for kids. And this is for adults, but kids and adults learn pretty much in the same ways. Not new. Um, one of my tricks to teaching adults is acting like I'm teaching kids and it goes well every time. I promise. Like, um, and what happened? I got one of the highest scores for student, um, satisfaction that they've ever seen. Cause I did it. I said, yes. I said, these are the classes I would be interested in teaching. It was some stuff on that track that you don't want me anywhere near. It ain't my expertise. It's not what I do. And I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I'm always very honest when I'm betting on myself because I want the win. I don't just want the opportunity. I want the win. And the way you get the win is by making sure that you're betting on yourself in an area where you know you can excel. Even if you've never done the specific thing before, like I just used with this example, I've done enough of these things that I can tie it together and it can at least be well. If, like I said, if not excellent, it'll at least be done well. When I got those class responses, when I saw the student feedback, when I saw the general scores and he was like, on average, we look to have a person have a 65. I had like a 94. Whatever the comparison is, as far as the points, this was the student feedback. She was excellent. Have her back. Best trainer I've had. Blah, 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 blah. From a person who was the, it was my first time out the gate. Why? Because I bet on myself and I knew that was a gate that I could go out of successfully. And then when I taught the last class, I, I teach in this series, I teach the first class and the last class. Cool. So we took a chance on it the first time. Got excellent feedback again. Got some places to grow. The, the students didn't seem to really get this. Students didn't fully see how this connected or applied. Cool. Was it the end of the world? Nope. It was a way for me, but oh, he said, but overall, you still perform well. You still have high student satisfaction scores. Students still responded very well to you. And these students are professionals. These are all adults, half of them older than me, people who've been in their career longer than I have, people with graduate level degrees. Well, at the time, I still didn't even have a bachelor's degree. But what I did have was experience, know-how, and capabilities, and I knew what they were, and I tied them together, and I, I did exactly what I set out to do, which is win. So much so that they were like, hey, you want to teach this again at the end of the year? I sure do. High student satisfaction scores again in the first class. And guess what? That second class, better ratings than the last time. Why? Because I took the feedback. I could con I continued to invest in myself and my learning and my understanding on the topic. I revamped how I taught some things. And we got better results. So much so that this year, right now, in January, top of the year, I'm already secured to teach those four sessions. 
for the year with opportunity to teach new sessions moving forward. Not because I'm necessarily the best out there, but because I bet on myself, I took a chance in an environment that a lot of people maybe would have been scared to do. People are in those classes all the time, every day. People have skill sets that they can use all the time, every day that they could share, but they don't bet. They don't bet that the Georgia Center for Nonprofits needs them. They don't look for the opportunities where they can shine and excel. They're not out there taking the chances to make sure they're living the life they want to live. I am. And as a result, I get to do things that I never thought I would do, that I thought it would take me years to be able to do, or that technically on paper, it might seem like I'm unqualified for. But once I get in there, once you watch me work, you'll never have another doubt. And that's the space I'm living in right now, in that particular example. There are some new places that I'm going to live in that space. And I'm super excited about it moving forward. When I went to Kenya, I taught workshops. I know I'm an excellent workshop teacher. I get good feedback all the time. I was teaching on topics that I really care about that some people don't necessarily think are critical to the work that they do, but I know that they're game changers. The feedback I got from the people I was able to teach these workshops to in Kenya, mind-blowing. Literally had me in tears. Cannot wait to go back and do it again. And the exciting thing is it wasn't one-sided. They want me to come back and do it again. Why? Because I put it out there that this is something I know how to do. This is something I can excel in. This is a place. It might be some cultural differences and I can overcome those barriers. Watch me work. What's that for you? Where can you bet on yourself? Where can you say, give me the opportunity to shine? Where can you say, watch me work and blow their minds? So in 2020, bet on yourself, bet on your ability to take it to the next level, to do the next thing, um, to get to where you want to go because you have what you need and where you don't have what you need. You have the ability to learn what you need to learn to get there. I promise you'll never regret betting on yourself. You won't because you'll see where you shine. You'll sprinkle your magic and the world needs more magic. So go out there and sprinkle the people. Let them know. Let them know you came to work. You came to excel. You came to change your lives for the better. And I'm there with you. I'm there in support. If you need some help, if you need some coaching to kind of get to that place, to identify where you can be your best, to identify those skill sets, to identify those opportunities for growth, holla at your girl. I'm here for you. I'm excited about it. I can't wait to see you manifest all these amazing things in 2020 and beyond because you can because you deserve and because we all out here living our best lives and it's a part of self-care excelling is a huge part of self-care because it's a reminder of what it looks like when you're well so get out here and be well my friends i love you make it an amazing week take one step in the direction of betting on yourself today i promise you won't regret it Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. If you're ready to get started on your own self-care journey and you need some help, check out the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care workbook. You can find it on Amazon.com and we would love for you to have it to help you in your self-care journey. You can also join us on social media. 
We have a Facebook group, The Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. On Twitter, you can find us at Black Girl Self-Care. And on Instagram, we are Black Girl Self-Care Revolution. So come on over and join us online. Keep the conversation going um, and stick with us in between episodes. Love you so much. Thank you for joining me today. And I just hope that you have an amazing rest of your day, month, week, year, that it is literally you living your best life. So till next time, be well.